going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. And good Wednesday afternoon. What a difference a day makes. Yesterday it was blue sky, sunshine. Now a lot cooler. And uh, of course, that's what we're going to have with the precipitation on the way. And it may be raining where you are right now. Thanks so much for spending a bit of time with us today. Uh, Chi, do you remember a few years back when our real estate market was so crazy? Almost to the point where it you didn't want to be part of it because prices were going up so high. People were wondering, how can we get into the market? And then, of course, everything changed. Uh, I mean, I'm looking back at what's around 05 to 08, mid 08, when things were crazy. And now we've gone through a recession, things slowly picking up again. And that's why I thought it was a great opportunity to spend this half hour Talking about Calgary's real estate picture, Ben Myers is Senior Vice President of Market Research and Analytics with Fortress Real Developments. He joins us today. Hello, Ben. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. And uh, Calgary is just one part of a major market analysis you have looked at right across the country. Just give me an overview of the report that you released today. Yeah, I released a report called the Market Manuscript. Uh, I put it out twice a year, uh, looking at major markets across Canada. And this uh, Pulse edition, I, I looked at a couple of the, the key things that were happening in uh, in the market here in Ontario, which was the introduction of the, the Fair Housing Plan uh, in, in April. And I looked a bit at uh, land use economics and how uh, you know regulation in the uh, the planning has uh, impacted our housing market here in Toronto, but uh, also looked at a, a number of uh, markets outside of Ontario, including Calgary, Edmonton, Victoria, Regina, and Winnipeg. Well, and that's just it. I love what you're doing in Ontario, not what's happening in Ontario, but the fact that you've taken a close look at what's happening in Ontario, because it could be something that a number of other sectors are examining as well. So we'll get into that in a bit. But I want to talk about what's happening in Calgary, because as I said in my introduction, there there was a time when our, our market was crazy. And and I don't know if, if people really want to go back to that time, but can you give us a snapshot uh, of what we've seen over the last 10 years or so and where we are now? Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in early, uh, you know, first three months of, uh, of the year here in Toronto, we were absolutely in a housing bubble. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's usually, uh, you know, you won't, you won't hear too many, uh, housing developers admit to, uh, admit to that. But what I wanted to do in my report is to look back at other housing bubbles and on a metro level across Canada. And it was easy just to look back at Vancouver last year and, and see, you know, 30% year, uh, year over year price growth and then go back to 2006 in Calgary and see not only uh, 30%, but 40% year-over-year price growth. And, and things got up to, you know, uh, a medium price of 450000 And then it took, um, you know, two, two and a half years for for pricing to go back down to uh, to, to 400000 And then, uh, you know, it didn't it didn't go back up to 450000 for, you know, till 2013, so seven years later. So I wanted to take a look at and see if that that's, you know, shows uh, any type of path uh, that might happen in Toronto. The difference, obviously, being uh, you know uh, a decline in oil prices back then, and, and add on top of that a global economic uh, recession that uh, you know not only impacted uh, Calgary and Canada but the entire world. 
Some things you just can't control, obviously, and you yeah. saw that. But even when you look at housing bubbles, and we always hear, oh, there's a bubble, because bubbles eventually burst, and I guess that's the problem. When, you're, when you understand that the market is in that bubble, are you best just to stay away and wait for it to burst so that um, prices stabilize? It's hard. It's hard because unfortunately, there's there's a few too many people that that, that talk about the market that that characterize it as a bubble when it's not in a bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, people were talking about you know Canada being in a bubble five years ago when prices were going up two or three percent a year, um, and and it's obviously very regionalized as well. But once you start to see, see prices go up fifteen, twenty, twenty five, uh, certainly thirty percent, there's the I mean, there's really no uh, ifs ands or buts about it. It's it's uh, uh, anything above twenty. 25 percent you can you can pretty much uh, uh, bet that uh, that you're in a bubble situation people buying simply for the fact that uh, the prices are going up and they're short-term investors just looking to to flip their properties and then you know this is the regular end users get get caught up in it you know they need a place to live and and maybe they're moving to the city and, and they get caught buying in an inflated market but again it's so difficult to time the market even if yeah. you buy at the peak as long as you're you know, you're buying a home with a five-year timeline. You can afford your your monthly payments. Yes, it's not ideal that on paper, you know, there might have been a housing correction in your and your home is worth less than what you uh, you paid for. But as long as you have that long-term outlook, I'm never going to tell someone absolutely stay in the rental market because you, you know, again, it's just so difficult to time when uh, the market movements are going to be. And that's is that how you define a bubble year over year anything twenty uh, percent above when you see prices go like that because we we don't even really know a true definition of a bubble because as you said some people don't even know or they misdefine that oh we're in a bubble no we're not yeah yeah I mean it, it's really a really loose definition of you know rapidly increasing pricing and speculative buyers I mean those are only two real um, you know uh, things that you see in common in, in definitions but again it's hard, you know, people don't check a box off and say, yes, I'm absolutely a speculator and I'm going to try to resell this home within nine months, right? And, uh, and again, every market is, is, is so different, right? Whereas, you know, Toronto is very much, um, you know, uh, uh, has a lack of low-rise supply. You know, we have, uh, you know, water on, on, uh, to the south of us and we have uh, Greenbelt legislation that has locked up a bunch of, uh, of farmland and green space and you can't develop on it. So it's much more difficult for us to continually uh, uh, sprawl out and, and grow in every direction, uh, you know, the same as a, you know, a, a Phoenix or a, or, um, or Calgary, you know, a, a we, Dallas. We, yeah. or, Calgary's or, done yeah. its, its, group, uh, its share of spreading out as well. So exactly. let, uh, back to Calgary then. Um, yeah, we don't want to go back to those bubble days, but where, <laughs> where, where do you see our market now and where is it going? I know that's crystal ball yeah, talk. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think certainly you've, you, you've hit bottom. <laughs> yeah. I've hit bottom, and, and you know, you started to see starts uh, improve year over year. Um, and and you know, I think there's about uh, 5,500 in the first half of the year. So you're, you know, on pace for um, you know about uh, the 10,000 to 11,000. So below the where they were in the strongest years, but uh, you know, certainly not at the low <laughs> as low as it was in a in a in a 2009 or a 2008. You're starting mm-hmm. to see uh, prices go up a little bit, but 
you know, unfortunately, there's a still a lot of, uh, you know, overhang in terms of unsold uh, new supply, over 2,000 units in, in the marketplace that are that are built developer-owned units that, that haven't sold yet. So that's, uh, you know, the, the highest that it's been in over 25 years, and it's actually three times as much as Toronto <laughs> you wow. know, in the market, is, uh, which is significantly larger. So that's mm-hmm. certainly something we're going to take a look at. But you don't want to completely stop construction because, you know, you have so many people that work in construction, and uh, and the process is so long. You know, a lot of these, these condominium projects take three years, three and a half years to build. So, you know, we could be out into, uh, you know, into 2020 and the market is, is uh, come back strong. And now there's not the housing units to, uh, um, uh, to get the people that want to move back into the city, get them housed, right? So it's always, uh, it's always tricky. It's a little, you know, short-term pain for, for long-term gain, right? When you talk about a housing start, are we talking single family? Are we talking more condominiums? Where are we seeing yeah, it in our it's, city? It's everything, yeah. So what I would call ground-oriented housing, so single, semis, and, and rows, and, mm-hmm. uh, and apartments, either condominium or, or rental tenure, yeah. So that lumps it all in when we say 5,500 for a start. All in together. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, all in together. Uh, ben, I want to take a break here because uh, another couple of things that you touch on your report, yes, you're talking about the Fair Housing Act that Ontario is looking at because there's been issues, whether it was Toronto or Vancouver, the foreign buyers tax, whether or not that really has impacted the market. And if you should do everything you can to stop foreign buyers from buying up your real estate. Ben Myers is my guest this half hour. He's vice president of market research and analytics with Fortress Real Developments. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today. If you are interested in real estate, interested in getting into real estate, I encourage you to check out the Market Manuscript. Ben Myers is my guest. He's Senior VP of Market Research and Analytics with Fortress Real Developments, a very comprehensive report. Ben, uh, it is accessible to average people to go online and look this up. Yeah, yeah, fortressrealdevelopments.com slash news, and uh, you'll see it there. You can uh, download it. I have a little little video kind of explaining kind of the key highlights of the report and uh, 76 pages. So you should, uh, should be able to get it, get through all of it tonight. Some nice light reading for you. Yeah, the market <laughs> manuscript. Exactly. And, and as I was going through it, what caught my eye was the whole idea of the impact foreign buyers have on markets because um, n- not so much here in Calgary now, but there was a time when we had this concern. We've definitely seen it in Toronto and Vancouver. And we have seen provinces and municipalities come up with a, a foreign buyers tax. So first of all, what kind of impact do foreign buyers have on markets? Well, it really depends on the, on the supply situation. When you have what's called uh, inelastic supply, so just not, it's just not easy to add new supply to the marketplace. When, once you add demand, it's going to uh, increase prices in the marketplace. And, mm-hmm. and the worry, obviously, is, is foreign buyers that buy units and they don't rent them out. So you're, you don't have this, this unit in, in the stock to be either, either uh, owned or, or rented. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's also concern that, you know, investors are buying a lot of new units. They might, um, you know, they might be looking at units that are, that are not, you know, in the end, when the building gets completed, that's not the, what the end users in the marketplace demand. So, this, so it can distort prices and it can distort what what gets built. But then on the other side, if they're helping projects get built, then they're adding construction jobs and they're adding planning jobs and they're uh, they're adding uh, jobs in in the in the, for, for real realtors. And if they're buying homes and, and driving up prices, well, then they're transferring funds from China or from Pakistan or from Russia from those countries 
into the pockets of Canadians, and then those Canadians go and, and use that to make investments or or provide that uh, down payment for their child or help their child go to university. So it's it's hard to determine, hey, what's you know what's the true outcome of of foreign buyers in the marketplace? What you want is if we're increasing the demand, you want to be able to uh, increase the supply the same amount. So in the end, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wash, right? right? But markets markets like Vancouver, which you know is an island and they got mountains on on one side of it, and they've got uh, pretty restrictive zoning, uh, which in many areas only allow single family homes. It's very difficult to uh, to add that additional supply. Toronto's done a good job, uh, certainly the last couple of years of of, of delivering those those high-rise units in the marketplace but in terms of that more family friendly low-rise backyard yeah uh, you know, we're just not delivering the the type of homes that, that people want and, yeah. and then they're you know they're they're drive end up driving an hour an hour and a half to, to go to work because that's that's what they really want but unfortunately there's there's only so much land to go around and and, and the uh, the industry can't uh, can't deliver the the amount of homes that they want I guess it really depends. Are you trying to buy a home or are you trying to sell a home? So it may be in your favor one way and not so much another if you're seeing the foreign exactly. buyers. Yeah it, really, yeah, it really depends on what side of the fence you're on. Yeah. And, uh, and also it's, it's, it's difficult because you don't know how many, you know, we, we always look at the how many foreign buyers bought, but no one ever publishes the, the numbers on how many foreign buyers sold. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they made a big deal. Uh, uh, probably about a month ago, where they talked about five percent of all the sales in the United States were to to overseas investors. But later in the po- report, they reported that six percent of the units that were sold were by foreign investors. So they, yeah. <laughs> more people got rid of units than they actually bought. And but you know, unfortunately, so, those th- that number doesn't make the the headlines. Yeah. Right? So Ben, then with the Fair Housing Act in Ontario, and a similar thing happened in BC, we saw um, an extra tax applied to foreign buyers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifteen percent tax. Yeah, 15%. So then once that was um, implemented, what did we see? I, I mean, I'm guessing that you'd see a decrease in sales. Yeah, I mean, we there was a you know thirty thirty five percent decline in in the resale market in in terms of sales and and you know part of that obviously is uh, psychological. People expect that there's going to be a big drop off, and and that's certainly what you saw in Vancouver uh, last year. They saw forty percent decline. Um, they didn't see the, as big a drop off in pricing. Their pricing only went down you know four or five percent. Where where ours have gone from an average price of nine hundred and thirty down to seven hundred and thirty. So mm. basically, uh, but prices at 730 in December of last year. So all that huge gain that we had in the first half of the year, that's, that's, uh, essentially been, uh, been wiped out and that's, and that's gone. So, um, there seems to be a little bit of, um, uh, talk that we, we've hit the bottom of our, uh, our, I guess, um, yeah, pricing correction in the resale market. Strangely, the new home market, uh, was, was hardly impacted at all, um, a little bit on the on the low rise side of things in terms of absorption being a little bit slower, but on the high rise side, still plenty of new condo projects that have come on and, and had tremendous uh, tremendous sales. So, well, I was um, wondering, you know, would you would, did you in, did you see an increase in supply then? If suddenly you put on this tax and maybe lost those yeah, buyers, there was, yeah, there there was because it spooked a lot of it spooked some people, so they didn't buy, so that naturally increased supply. Yeah. And then there was a few people that had been waiting. 
saying, oh, my God, prices are going up 30%. I don't want to sell now. What if they keep going up 30%? Then I'll lose out on a, oh, on yeah. a big windfall. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they saw that that come in, they all listed their their oh. their their homes all at once. And we saw a big spike. And then um, that has since dissipated. So we're mm-hmm. back down to kind of a normal level of, of resale supply in the marketplace. And, and you're seeing, you know, kind of flat pricing right now. Normal. I don't know if there's ever really normal when we're talking about housing. But Ben, I'm sure glad you went over the numbers and the report with us. We appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you. Ben Meyer, Senior VP, Market Research Analytics with Fortress Real Developments. If you're interested, just go to Fortress Real Developments and you will see the uh, market analysis there that he has put out today. It's 326. We're talking about careless driving after the break.